good to be here tonight. Glad I'm saved. I tell you, the Lord's good to me. Testified about those things this morning. It's good. It's good when you just reflect on things. And Jessica was singing that song just now. And these are questions. I mean, I'm this is one of those questions I seriously wrote around in my my mind so many times. Troy, why? Why me? You know, why? Why would he ever even be concerned about me? You know, and I, I'm like the song says. I don't think I'll know here. But when I get there, I think I will. I, I don't know how. I don't know exactly how that's going to work. But I believe I'll know then, Jonathan. And, you know, that, 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 how that kind of love could work that he would come to where I was at and save my soul and change my life. I, that's always amazed me. It's always amazed me how that happened. It's always amazed and probably always will. Uh, how I could be the way I, my daughter said it. The best, she asked me a question one time. She says, I just don't understand how you can be this way one day and then be another this way the next time. I said, well, it's all about what Jesus done. Amen. He came and he changed everything. He changed my life, I'm telling you. you I, I know I tell you all this and preach this all the time, and I'm telling you, I, won't, I, won't, I probably always will until it's Jesus come gets us or I die one, but I'm just telling you, it was a miraculous thing for yes, me sir. that day. Yes, sir. You don't know how it is to live the way I live and, then, and, and try Try to do better, try to do right, try to change things, try, you know, want, want, want better for yourself, want better for your family, want better for these things, and could not, I could not make myself do it, Troy. I couldn't make myself quit doing the things I was doing. I couldn't make myself do the things I ought to do, Big John. But I'm telling you, when Jesus came to where I was at, and he showed me my lost condition, and I realized, and I called out on him and was saved. I'm telling you, I knew didn't know how, but I knew at that very moment my life was going to be different. Can't explain to you how I knew that. Can't explain to you how there was no, I couldn't write you a page out, Devin, and tell you how it was going to be different. I just knew it was because there was something different in here. And that made the difference in my life. <clears throat> I tell you, we're going to be in Hebrews chapter number 10. We're going to read one verse out of 11, but we're going to be in 10. You know, just thinking about all that's going on these days, uh, I got a couple of notes. I got I to kind of Put me a couple notes down, or if I don't, I'll get to running rabbits, and y'all look at me like I got seven heads when we've been here so long. So I try not to do that. I try to keep keep it right on point there. But like I always say in these last days, you, you know, we'll always preach that, and I believe I always will until the end. Everybody, every time I preach or teach, I mention that these are the last days because it's wicked out there. It's wicked times, wicked things going on. And I'm telling you, no, no more better time that we need to be gathered around one another, right. huddled up here, up under the wing of God. Up, like I said in the one, one, one uh, verse in the Bible, it talks about how a, a, a hen will come up and hold a brood up right. under her arm. Get, get some money. That's what Jesus wants to do with us. Israel refused that back in the day. But he offered it to the Gentiles, and here we are today. You're born again, washed in the blood of Jesus. He's ready to do that. He's ready to hold that wing out there and hold yeah. us under there. Keep us under that protecting, protected shelter like Brother Tracy's preached about this morning, that hedge. He wants to do that in our lives in these last days. Hey, don't mean, don't mean that persecution won't come. Our Bible teaches us that, about what's going to come. But I'm telling you, we can still live a Christian life and go out into a lost and dying world and let them see that in our lives. But we're going to need one another. We're going to need one another for encouragement. That's what I'm here to do tonight is exhort. I really, 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 really want to exhort us tonight about these are the last days, these are the last times, and we need to be busy about the Father's business. But I'm telling you, don't let things of the world get us down. Right. Just remember some things in our lives. 
We're going to start reading here in just a second. Before we do that, Troy, I want you to pray for us, please. Sir. stand up here, I say this a lot, I get up here and, and I say I'm nervous, I'm, I'm not a nervous person by no means, but I get up here and my, and, and my heart's beating like 100 miles an hour, so bam, 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 bam. you know, because it's an important thing yes, when you stand between the living and the dead, what the Bible tells us, so when you get up here and you want to exhort the scriptures to someone, you want to be an encouragement, you want to be a helper, if you want to go out and, and preach the gospel out there where somebody can hear something they've never heard before about how Jesus died on the cross for their soul. Yeah, you, it's okay. That's one, that's one I know a lot of young people probably say, I get nervous, I get excited. I, I it's okay. You should be. This, it's a serious thing. My heart, I'm telling you, I'm 56, going to be 57 too, like Brother Trace. Heart beats 100 miles an hour right now because I want it to be right. I want to say what's right. I don't want to say nothing is wrong. Things that are right, I want to be a help. I don't want to be a hindrance. And I want it to be that way. Now, and, and, and it's important to me that I do that. It really is. It's seriously important to me that I do those things. But in these, these last days, I'm telling you, we've got to remember what the Lord has done for us, how he saved us, how he's changed us. We're washed in his blood. And I just want to, let me start reading and let God lead us in the way he'd have us to go. We're going to start in Hebrews chapter 11 right here in verse number 1. It's very, very, very familiar scripture. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This is what happened when I was telling you a while ago when I called out on Jesus. Hey, I didn't really understand that even though I'd been to church in my life, I really didn't understand nothing about those things because I never paid any, never made any attention to it. It never made any difference. I never really cared. You know, I'll be honest, quite honest with you, I never cared. But I'm telling you, that day, that day, he came to where I was at. He put me under such a convicting power. There was no way I could deny it. There was no way I could turn from it. Something had to be done that day. Something had to be done. I either had to get saved or just fall over dead, one or the other. I had had to have it. I mean, it was no other way. It was no other way. And I'm telling you, once I realized, he came to where I was at, and he showed me that I was lost and on my way to hell. I was, if I died, I was going to go to hell. What he showed me, Brother Richard. And I needed him. I needed a Savior. I needed to fill that void that was in me that I could never get filled. And he showed me that he was it. So I, called, I trusted him. I called out on him. I exercised that faith right there. He said, every man's born, everybody's born with that measure of faith. I exercised it that day. He came into my heart. And, ch- and so this is what I'm talking about when I say that. I knew my life was going to be different from that moment. From that moment. That right there was the assurance that you'll get when you get it. I'm telling you. I, I couldn't tell you how. I couldn't tell you the things I was going to do. I had, to, I had in my mind things that I should do. I could go to church. You should do this. I knew those things. I didn't know how or what or what, but I knew it was going to be different. And I'm telling you, there, that's, that's what I'm talking about. When you get it, you get it, you get it, you know it. It's in there. Hey, because the reason I knew it, because it was, there was something that was missing that was no longer missing. That's the faith that we're talking about when we step out of that boat 
and we call out on We all remember that day you got saved. We all remember that day. And here we are now, here in these last days. You know, many of us have been saved for a good while. And it's time that we really, really put, put, put that faith into practice. Really, really put that faith. We're really going to step out of the boat further than we ever have before. Because I'm telling you, it's time, it's time, it's time to let a lost and dying world, let, let our families know, extended families, people that may be cousins and on down, the, on, on down the family line, see that this is real. This is just not some social gathering we come do on Sunday. This is not something that we come do because we get to eat fried chicken about four times a year. Wish we all about eight times a year would be good with me. But I'm just telling you, this is just not something that we do. This is a way of life for, because this is the life that Jesus supplied for. He said, oh, hey, I came to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. This is that abundant life that he promised. We've got it. We're living it right now. We're living it with love in our heart. And I'm telling you. So we're going to go over here to chapter number 10. This is the page over. And we're going to start reading in verse 19. Listen to what it says here. When we're talking about the faith, we're talking about that faith we have. We stepped out and we got saved. We got this salvation, big God. We got it down in our heart because Jesus made the way for us. Listen to what it says here. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. And in this, in this, particular, this particular verse here, the boldness means liberty. I mean, it means it means we have that liberty to come boldly before the throne of God. Not because of nothing I do. I ain't talking about no arrogant boldly. I'm talking about liberty because it's a liberty is given to me because Jesus Christ died on the cross, shed his blood for the sins and remission of sins for men. And I accepted that. And now for I can go boldly in the name of Jesus to the throne. And I can ask for make my request known. Let them be known to God what I need. Lord, what I'm, what am I, how I'm hurting. These things that's going on in our lives, these things that we want. Hey, whether they're big or small, he cares. I'm telling you, he cares. Some of us have great problems, and some of us have even greater problems than that. But some of them have just may have smaller problems in your mind. Hey, don't think it's too small that God don't want to know. God cares. God cares. He made a way that we could be, hey, we could be reconciled back to him. Because you've got to realize back in the Old Testament days, there was 400-something years that he didn't even speak to nobody because there was such a sin in the earth, he separated himself. But he, Jesus came and bridged that gap. He reconciled that. He paid the sin debt that we could be reconciled back to the Father, that we could pray through Jesus' name, and he would hear us, and he would help us, and he would give us what we stand in need of. He would guide us. He would show us all these things that we need right here in 2023. He's right. He would be right there, and he'll help us because this is the way he designed it. This is the way it's been set up. It's a boldness. This is not a boldness of arrogance. It's not a boldness of saying, I want what I want. It's not none of that. It's a liberty boldness. I ain't got, it's not going up. It's like, it's like a kid coming up saying, can I have a dollar? You know, one of those kind of things. You can come to him and say, hey, I really, I mean, I really need it. Come on. I, I need a pack of pencils for school, Daddy. Can I get a pack of pencils? You're going to say, well, sure, son. I'm going to give you a pack of pencils. Same thing with him. God, comes, we come to him with a liberty because he really cares enough that he wants to help us. Whatever the problem is we have, great or small, doesn't make any difference to him. He loves us, and therefore he wants to help us in our problem. He wants to, and he will. He said right here, he said, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Listen to what he says right here. By a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil that is to say, his flesh. That's new and living way. You realize 
All those sacrifices that they made in the Old Testament when they sacrificed, once they cut them, the blood run out of them. If they wasn't dead already from the, from the cutting, they was dead when the blood run out of them. And now guess what? They stayed dead. All them sacrifices stayed dead. That's, that, that right there, why he said they call him a propitiation, it's because he's the ultimate atonement. That's what that means. That means not only did he atone with his blood, but he had the power to pick the life back up. That's why it's a new and living way. It's a new and living way. It's not that same old kill a calf and go on about your way thing. This is a new and living way. We have, hey, we serve a living God. We get to read a living word. I'm telling you, we have, we have a living salvation. Living inside of us. And these are the things we're going to need in these last days. For us to realize exactly what we have, exactly where we stand, and exactly the resources that we can, we can tap into. You know, we have every resource there is that God has to offer. All we have to do is be obedient and then tap into that resource. God, we need you. I mean, hey, how many times you said, we're going to come in here, we're going to have a, a revival. Men meet in this room, women meet in this room, pray for the meeting. Lord, we need you. I mean, how many times y'all been in those prayers rooms and y'all hear them? Pray? Lord, we need you. I'm telling you, every service ought to be started out with, Lord, we need you. We need you. We need you because we need him. I'm telling you, I need him. I need him. You hear Tiny say it all the time. I need him today. I need him yesterday, but I'm going to need him even more tomorrow. I'm telling you, that's the way, that's the way it is. We're going to need The wickedness in this world grows exponentially. I mean, just so much, leaps and bounds day by day, that we're going to need him so much more tomorrow than today. We know we need him today, but tomorrow we're really going to know how much we need him. The next day after that, no telling what they're going to do. There's no telling what's going to happen. There's no telling what's going to come down the pike, or if you had you, you'd say. There's no telling what's going to happen. And here we are in his last day. All these things going on, he wants us to know that he still wants us to do the things he wants us to do. He wants us to go out and be that example. He wants us to go out and be that light. He wants us to go out and be that witness that we can go out and do. And the only way we're ever going to do that is to tap into these resources. But one of the greatest resources, hey, Brother Tracy was reading the greatest resource there was this morning about the, about the prayer in our lives, and we need to get a hold of that. But I'm telling you, this right here is one of the greatest resources a Christian has, is to be able to come together and lean on one another. Hey, you ever seen, you ain't never in your life seen a bunch of people just stand up and, get, and, 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 and grow when someone's down, when someone has a sickness, when someone has a problem, when someone has it, you'll see people rise to the occasion because that's the love of God down in their heart. Love of God does that. It's going to be that way. And I'm telling you, the devil wants to step in and tear all that up. If we ain't careful, that's exactly what he'll, that's exactly what his intentions are to do. Brother Tracy said it this morning, hey, he's seeking whom he may devour. He's roaming to and fro, that's what he'll do. But I'm telling you, the hedge is up. We need to keep praying the hedge stays up. We need to keep praying that hedge stays up, and it's going to stay up if we'll line up with the Word of God and we'll really, truly care about one another. Because I'm telling you, I mean, I want to see good things in your life. I don't want to see the, the devil come in and devour us. I don't want to see the devil come in and tear us up. I don't want to see those things. I don't want to see troubles come your way. I don't want to see this. Now, I want to see good things happen to us. I want to see the good things that God has for our life. And he has good things for our life. That's exactly what it is. And I'm not up here trying to preach you just prosperity, but I am telling you, I, pre- I, pre- I guess I will preach to you prosperity. Hey, we have, we have a very prosperous God. He loves us that much. He does not want to see us down and out. He does not want to see us that way. He, but he does want to see us, no matter what comes our way, to continue moving forward for him. Continue lifting him up. Let a lost and dying world know it's all about him. 
through the good times and through the bad times in our life. It's all about Jesus. Verse number 20 says this again. By a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, listen to this, let us draw near with a, tr- with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed in the pure water. We got a full assurance. Hey, I'm telling you. I'm not preaching to you perfection by no means, but I'm telling you there is not one doubt in my mind that I'm not saved. I have a full assurance of my future, Rachel. I have a full assurance of my future. I know exactly where I'm going to go. Don't know one day it's going to happen. Don't know if I'm going to die, Tyler, or if I'm going to go by the rapture, if I'm going to go by the grave. But one thing I know is I'm going to heaven. I can tell you that. And I have a full assurance of that. I got a full assurance of my faith, and I'm telling you, that's what we need to understand. There's not, but there's not, but so much this world can do to us. There's not, but so much these times can do to us. There's not, but so much the economy can do to us. There's not, but so much this can go on. But what we have to remember is just what was preached this morning in the service this morning. Hey, keeping a hedge of protection about these youngins, because I'm telling you, that's what they want. That's what that's what the devil is trying to do. The devil, hey, what what you do is you want to get in there, you you come in, you scatter. Once you start scattering the people, then what's going to happen is he can easily pluck them little ones out. He can pluck those ones with no strength. It's like the old saying, when you take off running, you know, you run real fast. Whoever the slowest runner is, you're the first one going to get it. The bear going to get you. But I'm just telling you, man, what we got to understand, we need to be ready. Hey, that's why the Bible talks a lot of places about the rear room. Those that are real fast and that are real strong, hey, run back to the rear Check it out. See what's going on. See who, who, who might be struggling. See who needs some help. See who might who, see, see who might need the bear knocked in the head. Get them off of them. You know what I mean? Get them out of there. That's why these things we need to do. We need to love, learn how to learn how to love one another and continually do those things. It's got to be. It's got to be. If not, the devil, he's going to come in here and he's going he's going to do here here and he's going to do it all over. And there's too many things at stake for those things. There's too many things at stake. Not just here inside this building. But I got a brother and some sisters that are still left in my family. And, and it's just it's, it's sad to listen to the stories they say and tell me that they're saved. It's sad to listen to the things they say and tell me they're saved. It's sad to hear how they really don't have no regard for nothing of the things of God, but they want to tell me that they're saved. It, it saddens me, Tyler. It saddens me to see that because I know, I know I, that lets me know that there's no possible way you could really be saved. I'm not their judge, and I, I can't say. I can't just definitely tell you. But to me, I'm going to look at it, and I say, certainly not. You can't tell me that you're going to do all this, and you're going to be all right with God. Because God, God ain't all right with that. And the reason I know that is because his word teaches me he ain't all right with that. I want to see him saved. I want to see acquaintances that I've met. I want to see some of them friends I knew a long time ago that are still alive, and most of them ain't. But I want to see them. I want to see them saved. I want them to understand that. You know what I mean? I, it's amazing how death will bring people together. You know, when I first got saved and got out of prison, <clears throat> I've had we, we was at the golf course over there. The guys at the church. I told this story many times. We was over, and this old boy come up to me. He's just so glad to see me. He, oh my God, man, he's shaking my hand. Oh my God, look at this. So I'm going to tell him about what Jesus done for him, how he saved me, how he changed me. And I'm telling you, this, I'm shaking the man's hand. This is how he does. He just sit down in the golf cart like that. And 
was just staring at me. So I preached to him for about five minutes there. And then I got ready to leave. I had to literally reach down and grab his hand and shake it. He, just, he was shocked so far. He just knocked him slap off his rocker there. But that two or three other friends died, went to the funeral home off our own two or three different times. And the last thing he come to me before he died, come to me and told me how, hey, I just want you to know, I remember what you told me that day in that golf course. And I, I, I've been going to church and Jesus saved me. I said, he did. He said, he did. Well, it's a good thing too, because one about six months after that, he died of cancer. I said, mm, Lord of mercy. Never, never, never know. Nothing that I did is all about what he done, but I'm just telling you. I look at these things, and it never ceases to amaze me how a funeral or, or a death of someone will bring people like that. They'll flock to me. They'll come flocking to me. They wouldn't even speak to me. If I, I've seen them in Walmart, and they'll turn and go the other way, Katie. I see them. They'll, I've turned the corner like this, and I see them, and then they'll look up, they'll go, oh. Like they forgot the bread or something, you know what I mean? They're running over here. But you let something like that happen, they'll come to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, come, yeah, yeah. you pray for me, okay? Okay, we will. We'll pray for you, man, no problem. But these things right here, this faith that we're talking about, this is what I'm talking about in these last days. This is what God wants us, this is where he wants us to be, right here. That he wants us to be ready. Let me, let me read on a little bit more. We've got, we got a few more verses to read. I want to get it read here. I, want, I, want, I don't want to lose you on this. <clears throat> but it says in verse 22, it says, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Listen to this right here in verse 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith. We're talking about faith here tonight. Without wavering, for he is faithful, that promise. Hold fast. It means That basically just means you grab a hope to it with everything that you got. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's like riding... The bull for eight seconds. Or it's like hanging on back of one of them, them water biscuits back on, 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 on the lake and they're trying to throw you off out there going around and around. That's what my life's been like since I've been saved. I mean, I'm telling you, the devil's been trying to throw me off, shake me, trying to get me to quit, trying to do this stuff. All, for almost 19 years he's been doing that to me. And I'm telling you, he is not, he, 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 he didn't want to lose me. He didn't want me to stop. And he thinks, how much more, how much more destruction would it make for me to quit. All those people that may be on the fence today, all those folks that know me from years ago that may be on the fence today, that may be, may, may be just considering, you know what I might do next Sunday? I might just go to church. They might be, th- they may be considering those things. And who knows? They may go to church and get saved. Right. But yet, if they see me now, they see me out somewhere, and I, oh man, I don't go to church no more. I don't do all that. What all that? Imagine what they'd do then. Right. Destroy that. They never would go. They would, they would never go to church. They want, they'd want to go, go run around, go do whatever. I'm telling you, I look at those things. And I'm telling you, I add them up in my mind, how these things. When I look at this verse, this verse stands out to me so much on that, to me. And the reason it is, listen to what it says. Let us hold fast the profession. It's not just something that I keep. It's a profession that I've made. It's something that everybody knows about. It's something that all the people that ever knew me before knew, knows about now. They know by now that Eric got saved. They might not know what that means. They know that he goes to church. They might not know what that means. But they know it. They know he did. But what they do know is he don't act the way he did. He don't live the way he did. He don't go and do the things he used to do. He don't do those things. 
And it's that profession. I got to hold this thing fast. Everything. I'm not going to let the devil throw me off it. I'm not going to let that boat turn, make, sling me across the water. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to hang on to this thing with everything in me because I'm telling you, it means that much. Yes, sir. It means that much in these last days. I got a daughter and I, I got a son. He said he was saved, but you know, I, I, I question that sometimes. And I'm not, you know, not their judge, but you just, it's hard to turn away and not to go from one extreme to the other to me. But if I turn loose, let them sling me across the water right now. If I turn loose because the devil's painting too hard, I don't believe they'd ever, 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 ever see it. They'll, they'll say, he can't be real. He can't be real. Man, look what happened here. 19 years and he quit. Lord mercy. What a mess. What a mess that is. And that goes for each and every one of us. I'm not saying that we're going to go run out and do crazy things. But I'm talking about quitting. I mean serving God. I'm talking about really, really serving God, coming up in here, worshiping God in spirit and in truth. These things make a difference. It shows in our lives that we love God that much. Amen. I mean, I owe God everything, but I'm certainly not here to repay him because I could never repay him. I do this because I love him enough and I know this is what he wants me to do. Amen. It says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, not one bit, for he is faithful, that promise. Listen to this right here. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. I'm telling you, the Bible teaches about iron sharpeneth iron. I'm telling you, coming in here, hearing your testimony, coming in here and you know, watching you stand up, praise God, watching you stand up and exhort the Lord. And things that I've known that went in your life. Things that I've known that you went through. Things that I've known has happened to you. Things that I know that you're going through right now. Things that you have no control over. But you'll still get up and you'll praise God. You'll get up and you'll exhort Him. You know what I mean? And young folks get up and do these things. I'm telling you, that makes a difference in my life. And I'm telling you, it should make a difference in all of our life. And this right here is what that means. We're going to steady this continue. Making each, other, each and every one of us. We're going to do it. We, go, we grow closer to God as we do that because what you do sharpens me up and hopefully what I'm doing is going to sharpen you up and I mean, we continue to move forward for God and doing the things that God would have us to do. Telling you, these here are the last days. We need to be so strong in our faith. I'm telling you, it's, I can't even get it. I can't even explain to you what goes on here. It's in my mind, but it won't come out. You know what I mean? I, I want you to, I wish I could put this picture that I see in my mind out and we could really see it. We're, 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 we're down to the end. We're, we're at the last. We're at the two-minute warning. We're at the, at the, at the seventh-inning stretch, whatever you want to call it. We're there. And I'm telling you, we need to stand fast and hang on to this thing. And don't, don't stop. Don't slow down. But continue even more. Continue doing what God would have us to do. Let a lost and die world see that this thing is real no matter how bad the world gets, no matter how much they want to throw on to a Christian while talk about a Christian and, and, and try to keep a Christian down, we continue moving forward and doing these things and let them see how much this really means in our life. Be faithful like we said we was going to be. Let me, let me get down these last couple here. It says this right here in 25 and I'm going to wrap it up after this. <clears throat> so let's, let's read 24 again. <clears throat> and let us consider one another to provoke unto love Provoke each other, and a good, that's a good provoke, not, not, not a mean provoke. Let's, let's provoke each other to help each other to grow in love and good works. He wants us to grow in those good works. Me and Jonathan was talking about these ones that go around. You've got these deceivers now that want to tell you, try to prove to you it's a work salvation. 
when we know good and well it's not a work salvation. It has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do. There's nothing I ever done to get it. And there's nothing I can ever do to keep it. I mean, he gave it. He does the giving. He does the keeping. I, 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 I do the receiving and doing the praising because of it. That's how that right there works. I'm telling you, the Bible says in one place, it says over in, I think it's in 1 Corinthians chapter number 6, it talks about that we are no longer our own, but that we've been bought with a price. So even those, even those wackos that want to run around and tell you you can give it back, you can't give it back. How can you? I don't have the right to do anything this year. Do you know when he's talking, if you read above that in those scriptures, he talks about how we are the temple of God and this flesh is. He said, so, now, Jesus has moved in and took up his abode. The Holy Ghost of God lives within my heart. This is his place. I don't have the right to do anything with it. Not with the flesh, not with the spirit. I don't have the right. It's been, I, I don't own it. It's his. So, I, so you can't even give it back if you could give it back because it's not mine to give back. It's his. That's why the Bible says, hey, restore me the joy of thy salvation. No, it ain't my salvation. It's his salvation. He just gave me that salvation, but it's still here. I'm just saying, hallelujah. But anyway, not forsaking the assembling, this is verse 25, of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Listen to this. But exhorting one another. What do you want? Let's don't, let's don't forsake those things. Let's, let's, let's do even more. Let's, let's exhort each other even more. Let's lift him up first and foremost and lift each other up in his name. Help one another. Do these things. It says, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. Listen to this. And so much the more as ye see the day approaching. The day is approaching. The day is right here on us. And how much the more we should do this. How much the more we should come in and lift each other up and tell you how much I need you. I need you. I need each and every one of you. You'll never know what you mean to me. Words can't tell you how much you mean to me. The things that I, the, the, you know, the things that you say or the things that you do, just you being here in general, and the spirit that you bring in the door when you come, it means that much to me. Each and everybody that comes to this church, I'm telling you, it means that much. Need it. And I'm telling you, how much more the day is approaching on us here that we should be doing this thing. If I want us to leave here tonight, i got to leave here just like y'all do, and we got to go out into a lost and dying world to our job and to wherever we may have to go. And I want us all to be encouraged in the Lord. I want us to leave from here on Sunday nights, Wednesday nights, Sunday mornings when you got to go somewhere during the daytime. And I want us to be encouraged in that so we can go out and we can let a lost and dying world know that Jesus still cares. Even today, Jesus still cares. He cares enough that he died on the cross to save their soul and mine and everybody else. He gave it all so they could have salvation, so they could have heaven. He gave it all. He wants us to go out and be able to do that. And the only way we're going to do that is to be strong in our faith. Hold fast to this thing. Don't turn it loose. Grab a, hey, grab a hold of this thing and really, really make your hey, Really make it work in our lives as we go out into a lost and dying world. Let them see these things. Because I'm telling you, the devil's trying to shake us. He's trying to throw us. He's trying to sling that boat around about 60 miles an hour out there and sling you off on that. Well, we used, to call it, we used to call it that steel water. But you get out behind the wake of that boat when they turn that boat around, that rope gets tight and gets you way out there, and all you can hear is, it's gone. And then you're flying in, man. You're probably doing 80 miles an hour in that water. Trust me, I turned loose one time and skipped across there about 12 times across the water. I won't never turn loose again. I ride it and let it dunk me, drag me under the water it had. I come out of the water, still out of hope that thing. I wouldn't turn loose up. 
That like killed me. That, uh, but I'm just telling you, that's just the way the devil wants to do with us. He got us on this thing, and he's slinging us, and he's slinging us. He's trying to get us, sling us off. Well, we got to make sure to assure ourselves that we're not. Somebody come up here and get that song, get a song, get a song ready. But I want you to know, I want to come tonight to encourage you. I want to come tonight so that we can see through the scriptures that we are in the last days. This is what, all the more as we see the day approaching, we should be doing this thing, helping one another, exhorting one another, lifting each other up, being encouragement to one another. It's going to make a difference as we go out and what we're going to do next week, the encouragement that y'all gave me this week. I'm just telling y'all. And I mean, I mean that with all my heart. We need, to, we need to not forget who we are and why. It's more than just remembering who I am, but it's the why. I am who I am today all because of what Jesus did on the cross. And not just about what he'd done on the cross, how he rose from the dead the third day. Not just about that, but some 2,000-something years later, he came to where I was at, came to where I was at, I'm the one that was lost, and he found me. He came to where I was at, and he let me, he showed me that I was lost, and let me, offered me his salvation, and I accepted. Can you imagine, how flattering is that to know that he would do that? Care about me, and I'm telling you, I went through, I went through times in my life before I got saved, didn't care about myself, and he cared about me that much. We need to remember the why. I'm telling you, I'm saved, I'm a Christian, in these last days, all because of what Jesus done. All because he came looking for me. All because of that. And, I, and I, can't, I can't falter and I can't fail and I can't waver on those things, but I'm going to hold fast and do my very best. Am I going to be perfect? By no means. I'm sure y'all going to see me fail more than once, but I'm just telling you. I pray that y'all continue to pray for me so that I can go out and be an effective witness in a lost and dying world. That's, that's all I got. Brother Tracy, I'm going to give it to you.